and you are live good morning hoes or evening because you know i do it before but um good wednesday morning i am gonna get into it yeah uh, again <laughs> i have again uh v today as a guest because um well anyways say hello v hello i'm back okay Woo-hoo. yes uh, <laughs> so this episode is actually gonna be I know I joke a lot on mine, but I have discussed how I am going to discuss this. Uh, and I actually am going to get into, because uh, some of y'all have asked uh, how I lost my brother. But this one is a little bit more serious. I mean, of course, we'll joke every now and then. But um, my topic for today is going to be something that's serious because it is something that is big uh, in the dating world, which is going to be domestic violence. Okay. I have friends that have been through it i've been through it myself uh it's a topic that i know a lot of times doesn't want to be discussed but it is a conversation that needs to be had Uh especially in the dating world so um i'm gonna go with stats real quick here one in six women experience sexual or physical domestic violence it is something that is huge Mm -hmm. um i'll get into the story in a little bit but it's how i lost my brother was from a domestic violence i've experienced myself um i'm gonna get into a little questions here with v have you experienced any even if it's not physical mental emotional domestic violence yes i have did you i know we had spoke on how you had been married previously. Was it with any one of your mm-hmm. spouses? With both. And then I also saw it uh, a few times growing up okay. as a kid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's start from that. When you, if you want to talk about it, mm-hmm. growing up, was it like your parents or how did, what, how did that go? Okay. So growing up, I was actually raised by my grandmother. Mm-hmm. My grandmother... Um, was a I don't tolerate shit type of person mm-hmm. but because she had gone through domestic violence with my grandfather yeah. so by the time that I was born he was not in the picture um so she, by that time she had she was an independent woman and she just did not she was zero tolerance when That's it came to me yeah from your grandma being that generation yeah, yeah. mine was the complete opposite yeah <laughs> no? yeah no she just i mean i mean my grandpa left he had another family so <laughs> but that's the thing like he was cheating on her and stuff and then you know beating her which yeah. which that happens a lot like, yes it does you know yes, i've had other does. friends and mm-hmm. it's the same story you know mm-hmm. so anyway i saw it though i saw it happen to my mom okay um i would go visit my mom on weekends sometimes and she had a boyfriend um i think it was more than one boyfriend that she had that i saw was like verbally abusive physically abusive one time i was little and because i was not used to that i saw um her boyfriend like beating her up you know and me being i don't remember how old i was i think i might have been like seven or eight something like that I tried to call the police because I knew to do that. It's yeah. crazy. I don't know how I knew to do that, but I knew to call the police. And he yanked the phone out of my hand. Oh, wow. 
And I thought he was going to beat me. Well, I have always been a runner. <laughs> and I ran out that damn door so fast. And I ran to my grandmother's because she had gone out and left me at my at my, at my mom's. We lived, we lived in the projects. Yeah. So my grandma lived like three blocks away. And when you live, you might think like, why is this little eight-year-old girl running in the projects? Well, I mean, that was home for us. Like, yeah. we were used to it. It yeah. was a different time, you know? Yeah. And so I'm sitting at the porch, but that scared me yeah like it always stuck with me like seeing my mom get hurt by a man like that and i feel like because my grandmother was like you don't tolerate shit like that to actually see it done like i was untouchable but i know that my siblings went through that and that that mm. really pissed me off yeah like, did they get abused mm-hmm. they got beat i was blessed enough i didn't okay i didn't grow up with it with my parents mm-hmm. even though they were divorced, like I don't even know if my dad put his hand on my mother. That's how, you know. Yeah. However, I did see it with my grandparents. It was a typical mm. old Hispanic man. And he would just, we would be at family functions. And uh-huh. he would just, like, beat the shit out of her. She didn't do something right. You know, it's, yeah. Because there were like that. They were like that. And, and I remember, just like you, I'd be like, don't hit my grandma. But yeah. then I'd be like, oh, yeah, don't hit me either. Right. Because they don't care. Because <laughs> they don't care. And my, my mom and my tia's because they put up with it growing yeah. up it was like nothing to them so yeah. nobody really said anything right. it was the grandkids that would speak up and be like what's going on because we i know me and my cousin and my brother we didn't experience it i don't uh-huh. know if anyone else did right but so you know it's wrong I, yeah we knew it was wrong so you know what i never thought about that i guess that, that's where i first saw it yeah um and that still affects you it's like it's st- it stays with you like yeah, because it made me scared because mm-hmm. I, even though my grandpa did that, I still loved him. He was my grandpa. Right. He did yeah. everything for me. I was his one of his favorite grandkids. So, I mean, I, it would hurt me because I would see my Because you love both of both them. Both of them, yeah. yeah. And I would see my grandma cry. But then I would see the times that he would, she would do something that made him happy and he would go all out for her. And so it was kind of confusing. Yeah, that is. That is very confusing and unstable and, and toxic. Unstable, and yeah. So, so imagine seeing that every day. Like, I didn't see that every day. But my siblings saw that every day. So. Did they see it as far as, like, them getting it and your mom? I, I know for sure my mom. I know they went through stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you were in a relationship, what was it? What was the abuse on that end? Um, I have been choked to the point where I passed out. Mm-hmm. I've had a knife to my neck, mm-hmm. uh, dragged on the floor, you know, trying to get away, mm-hmm. um, threatened um, to have everyone in the house killed and I'll be the last one so I can see everybody else get killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, you know, the, the verbal and emotional abuse of like withholding uh affection and yeah. you know silent treatment punishment kind of like the um what do you call it gaslighting and narcissism yes. of a man do that or woman you know yeah doing. that was in my second marriage marriage like okay some of the other stuff happened in the first yeah. but as far as like the gaslighting and threatening to kill everybody in the house mm-hmm. that was in the second one did your kids see it mm-hmm. my you, kids saw that do you think like it affect i know it affected mine but do you mm-hmm. think it affected them in any sense were they ever like don't do it or you know 
Ya. Yeah. Um, were they ever like scared or anything like that? Yes, they were. Um, unfortunately, they saw it um, with their dad. Okay. So they do remember some of the stuff. And then um, my son did see it with his dad, too. Um, we talk about it sometimes, not very much. My daughter's more vocal about it, mm -hmm. and she just. Um, I Why are they always more vocal? That's how mine is. She's. I don't, guys. It's hard for them to share how they feel. Like yes. it, I don't know if it's a machismo thing mm -hmm. or because I've, um, you know, and then sometimes a lot of them are taught like, real men don't cry, you know, kind yeah. of thing, you know. But um, my daughter has expressed how, like, honestly, she has, like, some PTSD from yeah. it. Mm -hmm. So whenever people get loud, if she sees, like, and she's very observant, she's watching everything that's going on. And if she sees, like, if, if people are too loud, or even if, like, you slam something because she saw stuff thrown mm -hmm. in a... But if she hears people with their voices um, getting louder, kind of like arguing, or arguing, mm -hmm. it, she starts to feel ang that anxiety. Yeah, yeah, she gets triggered. Yeah, my kids saw it too. I was um, before, so I've talked about it a little bit. My ex is addicted to drugs, and mm -hmm. he was, I guess, I want to say the last five years of our marriage. Uh, but before then, he was abusive in the sense, like, when I was pregnant with my son. I should have seen the red flag when we first started dating. And uh, he would just get, I don't want to say physical, but he would do things like when we were holding hands, if he would get upset, he'd start, like, squeezing, squeezing. Yeah, squeezing yeah. my hand. That was, like, the first sign. I remember that. And I didn't think anything of it because I was, like, 18. I was like, oh, well, you know, he just loves me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. But it started to progress. And then... When he would get upset, even before the drugs, uh, when I was pregnant with my son, mm -hmm. he actually pushed me downstairs because we lived in a oh. townhome and mm -hmm. I ended up having to go to the hospital. And oh, of wow. course, I lied and said that I fell because mm -hmm. I didn't want to, you know, right. get him in trouble. And luckily, everything was OK. Um, years later, we actually had an incident where because I was upset, I ended up pressing charges. We were downtown, mm -hmm. um, Austin, on 6th Street. Oh, gosh. We were both intoxicated, but I think he was intoxicated and high as well. And we were arguing as we were walking back to the car. And he pulled me by the back of my hair oh. and like almost started to punch me. But there were lieutenants around uh -huh. that we didn't see. So they actually uh, saw him and they pulled him aside and they arrested him. And yeah, they had to take me to my mother-in-law's house. Wow. And they were like, do you want to press charges? And me being intoxicated and upset and all of my emotions, I was like, yes, yes, I want to do it. But I did the typical, well, after everything settled, no, I don't want to do it anymore. And that's actually something that happens a lot. Is, it does. Because I have friends that have been mm -hmm. through it and they'll be like, well, he did this and this and I did press charges, but I went back because you in the state of Texas, you can take it back. You can take really? back. Yes, you still can. You. Well, I don't know. This was years ago. Yeah, for me. I, I don't think know if it's it still has like changed. that. Yeah, I, has, think, I hope so. Yeah, I hope I, it has. I think it has changed now to where they don't even give you the choice. Like that's good. Once they decide to persecute. It don't matter what you say. 
That's you, good. You can want to drop the charges and then don't the care. state picks it up, doesn't the, it? Yeah, they pick it up. I have a friend that that happened to, and that's exactly what happened. And I have two friends, man, too many people, you know, that changed uh, their mind. That changed their mind. Mm-hmm. And you're right, because one of them, it was recent. It was actually a year ago. And mm-hmm. she, you're absolutely right. Now that I think about it, they wouldn't let up. So. He has, they have a restraining order against each other, and it's been like that. And he's been abiding by it because it scared him to get in trouble with the law. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have another friend who, <clears throat> maybe about four years ago, she's moved on and married, but she was with somebody, and same thing that happened to me happened to her. But she had been, he put her in the hospital to the point where mm. you couldn't recognize her. She had to yeah. quit her job. Like, it was... Uh, it was bad it was that, bad that's how bad my mom used to get beat really mm-hmm. one time she ended up in the hospital and how and, and okay so having said that a lot of times i would tell her because her kids were maybe 12 at the time and i would be like what about your kids mm-hmm. you know they're my son actually remembers one of the times where me and my ex got into it and it was bad he was on drugs and uh I had I have a little scar here from mm-hmm. when we argued. He, we had a back window kind of like that, mm-hmm. and he busted it in the the glass, uh, the glass caught on me. And I ended up having we li- mind you we lived in the country. Oh, I had gosh. to walk, and I called my friend that lived in San Marcos because we lived in Buda, and she came to pick me up. And my son was with me. Mm. He was only like three, but he remembers that to this day. Wow. You know, and I'm like, really? I was hoping you didn't remember that. You know, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy how they remember that stuff. Yeah. So having said that, do you, did it, what did you think like when you would see your mom? Cause I would think like, what do those kids think to see your mom in the hospital? You know, like, like now that I think about it, um, because I see, um, how my sisters and my brother are, you know, mm-hmm. with certain things, um, they're just so, and then I've seen some repeated patterns, unfortunately. Yes. Um, but like my sister was in a marriage and it was like that bad like i would be taking her to the chiropractor and stuff you know because he was hurting her like kicking the hell out of her and stuff so i never really thought about it like i would hear you know stuff that my mom would go through and i I would just see here and there little things yeah they didn't see what they saw but i didn't see everything that they saw so I can only imagine if I can remember those things just from hearing, like I knew my mom was in the hospital. I knew that like he could have killed her. Yeah. And I, I would just feel mad and would feel like if he loves her, why is he doing that to her? I mm-hmm. don't understand. And if he's hurting her, why does she stay? Does she I don't stay? understand. Mm-hmm. I just didn't understand it. I didn't get it, you know? Um, so, I didn't even think about like, okay, my brother and my sisters are getting beat by these bastards too. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't yeah. even think about that. So like it could be them. It's them too. Not yeah. only my mom, but it's yeah. them going through it like as well. Like now, you know, that I think about it, like, I mean, we, you know, we try to take care of our mom and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, she's got some, you know, mental problems. And even back then she did, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I guess she could probably couldn't think straight either but it just sucks that the kids have to go through that and and it has marked them for the rest of their lives oh yeah like they're still they're still recovering from that my siblings are still recovering from that yeah 
it put it later on well last year you know that we went to counseling as a family and that Mm -hmm. was one of the things that came out was not through my daughter because she i don't know if she's just naive or chose not to see it but my and she actually we the way i felt at the time when everything was happening was like as long as i don't get a bruise on my face Mm -hmm. i'm good you get Mm -hmm. what i'm saying there would be times where Mm -hmm. when my ex wouldn't have his drugs he would literally like we'd be sitting at a table like this and he'd just start beating me on my head like just randomly and i'd be like fuck you know what i mean like what the fuck like i didn't know at the time later on a year later when i found out i realized oh well that's why um but luckily my daughter wasn't there a lot she was always at the people that lived across the street (laughs) with Uh, friends yeah with friends Mm -hmm. uh but to me and i guess because i was so young i would see it like well he didn't leave a mark on my face you know what i mean so I mean, it's not that like bad. Like, you make excuses. Yes. Yeah. It's not that bad. Like, I know people, they get hit and they, they have to cut. I've seen Ike and Tina. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, this is no Ike and Tina. Right. But it was. Yeah. It really was. And yeah. Like you said, the um, the verbal abuse. I, mm-hmm. I think that's, I know it's going to sound cliche, but that's far worse than the, because that, that's still, I'm dealing with that still. It replays in your yes. head over and mm-hmm. over. The bruises, they heal. Mm-hmm. but the words they just keep playing they and playing. keep playing and it's like like i said i'm still dealing you know with the trust of the gaslighting and the lies yeah. and the the whole i think i think an abuser has a huge tendency of narcissism yeah i uh, agree yeah i have to agree with that yeah so that narcissism abuse it's kind of still with me that I'm healing from, mm-hmm. but it's there. You know what I mean? It's like you said, the bruises, scars, they'll go away eventually. But that part, um, that part's right. It, it sticks with you. Yeah. Um, um, so, cause you know, I talk about trauma and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, the way that I, it has, the way it made me understand it is when you break a bone, the bone heals, the body knows let me um it starts making a cushion you know it gets swollen so the swelling is it protecting that injury yeah right so that it can heal so it starts focusing on that broken bone so that it can heal Mm -hmm. right well the crazy thing is like when your heart is broken or you experience some type of trauma it's emotional it's mental Mm -hmm. your body is trying to fix it just like it would a broken bone but it cannot pinpoint the injury. And so a lot of times we we don't allow ourselves to heal. We don't go through the process. So you continue, like your body continues, like your body always remembers. Yeah. That's why you, you'll smell a certain smell and you're right there at that moment where that window broke. Yeah. You know what I yes. mean? Like it's yes. crazy. Yes. It's crazy how our mind works and our body, like it never forgets. Yeah. It's, it's, um, honestly it's like <clears throat> songs that were playing in the background at that time mm-hmm. when i like a lot of people were like oh the 2000s were great and this and that and the music and i love the music but some of the music that i hear i'm like damn i remember i was getting beat the shit mm-hmm. out of when that song came yeah. out <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know no what I mean? like, yeah that's what was happening at my life at that time granted i was jamming out to it in my head right <laughs> i had to go to another place yeah while it was happening that's mm-hmm. something that is a coping mechanism it that is. I have mastered. I can unfortunately go in another place while something bad is happening yeah. and 
kind of like when somebody gets molested or you know because yeah. i've had friends tell me like, yeah. yeah i've been there i've yeah. gone to a different place um <clears throat> yeah me too i was molested as a kid so i know how to go somewhere to go else. somewhere else yeah, yeah. so um, i i make myself stay <laughs> i had to learn no, no, no you're right you know what you're I mean? right like yeah. i had to like when things would get bad when he, when when my ex was like in my face like yelling in my face and chest bumping yeah. me and a man is stronger than a woman mm -hmm. and you know i'm not a weakling like i will square up like yeah. you know but the thing is when it's somebody that's supposed to protect you he just abandoned his position as my protector and now he is something that is now a threat yeah it messes with your head oh yeah it doesn't get me in the fight mode it gets me in the like holy shit what am i gonna do yes. like i'm shocked like wait you're supposed to be my protector that's exactly how but i felt i need protection from you yes of all people and he would be yelling in my face and i would feel so like i felt like my ears were starting to catch on fire like i just started feeling this anxiety and i just it was like i need to go somewhere else this is too scary you yeah. know kind of thing and and that's when i realized like oh my god i've been doing this for years i can't be doing this anymore <laughs> so now like i had to learn like after you know i got away from that finally but it hurt still yeah because i loved him yeah it hurt it broke my heart yeah. instead of like let me just go somewhere else da, yeah, da, da, i'm gonna go get busy yeah. with everything else i was like no you're gonna face this pain and you're going to deal with it you are not gonna run away you know what i mean yeah so, it's crazy it is and, and it's hard it is it's hard i was <clears throat> i was always i was never one to square up so <laughs> i was <laughs> i was always <laughs> that's so funny that you say that because at the time that it was at its peak i guess you could say my i don't i still call her my sister-in-law because she was dope she's from san antonio she grew up on the west side she she would point out to me when he was doing drugs, when he would lie. She'd be like, yeah. no, Andrea, he's doing you this. Can I, I can promise you my brother's a heroin addict. He knows. I know what he's doing. And she. Because you see it. Because she saw it. Yeah. yeah. And I was. I didn't grow up like that. I wasn't around oh, that. Okay. So I didn't know these things. Yeah. She's the one that had to tell me. He's still doing drugs, girl. Like yeah. she would even go tell me. I bet you it's hidden in this spot. And we'd go look. And sure enough, it would be hidden His there. She was there. Yeah. So when the times that it got really bad and he was abusing me physically she would take the kids she's so funny she had her own trauma but uh yeah. she lost her sister and she lost her baby but long oh story short gosh. yeah she uh -huh. she would take the kids and put them in a different room and then her little ass would come out and start trying to beat on my she would <laughs> she would defend me you know yeah, what i mean yeah because my point to that was i was scared yeah because i felt exactly like you said like wait a minute this person number one he's Two times bigger than me. Right. Um, I know I'm a big girl, but he was, he's tall, he's six foot, you know what I mean? And he was big at the time. Yeah. And I'm just like, I was scared. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't even want to try and fight back. Mm -hmm. I was scared that if I fought back, one punch in the face from him and I'm, I'm in the hospital Done. like yeah. my friend. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah, I, yeah. I sure as hell didn't want that to happen because right. then I'd have to face the fact that i'm getting abused yeah. you know and as long as and I, then everybody else would know and then you can't hide exactly it. Yeah. i can't hide it anymore because i would have a whole ass bruise i'd be in the hospital and god knows what else mm -hmm. um so yeah she pretty much <clears throat> would be the one to defend me but i was good for you i wasn't until the end it, it kind of stopped after that charge he caught mm, okay <laughs> uh, yeah but in the end 
that was another reason why I decided like we don't need to be together. It kind of started back up again. After my brother passed, um, he kind of we we had already been separated. But I guess because my brother passed, he kind of tried to work. We tried to work it out. But mm-hmm. it wasn't really what we wanted. I just did it because I was in my feelings at the time. Yeah, you, you trauma bonded. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good, there yeah. we go. Yes. It's trauma. It's true. Hey, we gotta talk about that on another. Yes, stage. but that's a, that's. A, I got I got trauma bond for you, and I got trauma trauma wisdom too. Okay, yeah, that, that's a, that's exactly what happened. We yeah. trauma bonded. Yes, we knew we weren't supposed to be together mm-hmm. anymore. We were, but because that happened, we tried it, and it wasn't until <clears throat> maybe three months after he started to get physical again. Uh. So I was like, this can't happen. Um, however. Having said that, I guess I'll get into the little story of my brother here. On oh, wait, he- I have a quick question. Yeah, sure. Did um, did he ever accuse you of cheating or anything like that? In the end, all the time. He. This is how I realized he was back on drugs. Um, I think he started back when his mother passed, maybe about three years before my brother did. In 2009, I want to mm-hmm. say. <laughs> That's so funny that you asked that. Uh, he would... He swore to God that when we were asleep, I was sneaking men in Mm. while we were asleep through the window Mm -hmm. and having sex with them in the bed while he was asleep. Yeah. So he would wake up maybe like at one in the morning or three in the morning and be like, just checking. Where where is he? Where the fuck is he? And Uh I'd be like, what? Like he'd wake me up from my sleep. He's like, where the fuck is he? You just had somebody in here and you were fucking him. And I, yeah. And at first i couldn't wrap my head around it like you're kidding right like you're kidding but it started to become a problem it even got to the point where he accused me of where i was working of cheating on him with somebody there Mm. went to my job and made a big deal it was so embarrassing Uh, he accused me of cheating on him with somebody at his own work who i didn't even know who he was Mm -hmm. uh later on i found out it was not only the guilt but the drugs and all that it was the hallucinations when he didn't have it you know all that stuff yeah i was gonna say that happened i I seen it happen because sadly yeah growing up on the west side mm -hmm. like when i was a little kid i would walk to school like all of us did we walked to school that's just what we did like freaking kindergarten i'm walking to school you know kindergarten i can't even imagine my grandkids kindergarten i'd be like y'all better not let my grandkids (laughs) walk to school by themselves so like even at that age I knew how people shot up heroin yes. because I would see it. I'm walking to school and I see the dude tying up his arm, or yeah. or I, or I would see him, um, you know, with the spoon, with the spoon and, and the lighter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like in the in the syringes. You know, it was yeah. like you had to watch in the playground because sometimes there would be syringes. You know, mm-hmm. like that's insane. Isn't so that's it? why your ex sister in law or sister in law, mm-hmm. she knew it because you Hell see yeah. it mm-hmm. and you would recognize, and then you would see them like, we, well, they would. Um, I had an uncle here say, mira este está prendido, you know, like mm-hmm. he's lit. Yeah, see, and I wouldn't, he would lie to me and tell me that he had taken like a Xanax. And I was, like I said, I was naive to that. So I'd be like, okay, how many? Right, because that's <laughs> like a whole they get, bottle. They get lit, lit, like they're like, in another word. Like, Girl, let me tell you, he It's would, not even like being stoned. It's no, like, he, we would be, wa- I'm surprised the kid, I think my daughter blocked it out, but my son remembers. We'd be watching movies as a family and he'd literally be lying over. Yeah. Like, exactly. Just like that. Like, and I would have to like, 
pushing like what the fuck is going on like yeah, i would see people like that on the bus you see you know I, I mean? and I, at, at first it wasn't until i started to find out that when it started being like that like fuck he's high as yeah. shit like and i would tell him just go to the room because the kids are right here yeah. you know what i mean but because they're in their own world they don't see that other people and i would get so upset and be like do you not see what you look like do you not see how obvious you're making it or like you said, sometimes it would be the opposite. He'd be so lit and he'd start playing with the kids out of nowhere. It'd be like one o'clock in the morning and he'd wake them up and he'd start like, it would, man, yeah. my, my once upon a time life on that time was crazy. Jeez. It was a crazy. I remember there was also a time where <clears throat> this is how I left. Uh, I had finally, we had shared a car. But he always had it for the obvious reason. And there would be times where he would leave. He would. <laughs> it's kind of funny now. I can laugh about it. But he would tell me he was going to go to the gas station. And he'd leave like at 7. And he wouldn't come back till like 4 in the morning. And at first I thought he was cheating. Yeah. I'll never forget there was one time um, he had a truck. And it didn't work that well. And it needed oil. But I was going to go look for him anyways. Because I was. I got in the truck and it was in the middle of the country because that's where we lived and I was crying and I remember calling my ex-mother-in-law and looking at those stars. I just remember that moment and like, what is he doing? Where is he? Why isn't he here? You know what I mean? But he was out doing his shit. You know what I mean? Well, I finally got a car, a truck I'd saved and everything. Uh, And he had got upset. So he took the keys and he rode to his mom's house and I was already there because I got her to pick me up and he was like, I need you to take me to get my shit. This is when I already knew. And I was like, no, I'm, I was on the, I was getting ready to leave, like go back home. I was done. You know, yeah. he threatened, well, he tried to take the damn, what do you call it? Like alternator or something out of it. Uh-huh. So I couldn't leave, you know? Jeez. And I was like, oh. it was insane. It was just an insane time. And now that I, Every time when I think about it, I think, like, how the fuck did I put up with that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. for so long for it to be in that. Mm-hmm. That's what made me leave. I thought, I wasn't raised like this. Right. I, I, I wasn't. I didn't learn what these types of right. drugs were till I met this man. Yeah. So why the fuck am I going to put my kids in a position when I wasn't even in that position? Yeah. Why am I going to expose them to this when... If, if it's going to happen, he's going to have to do it on his own, which mm-hmm. he ended up, he's going to have to dig his own grave. Right. I'm not going to help him by continuing to be in this relationship. And that's when I finally was like, you know what? I'm done. I got to go back home. And I did not want to come back to San Antonio because back then I was like, I live in Austin and Buda. Like, <laughs> I left my hometown. You know what I mean? And it was the pride, but nah, it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth just saying it no i'd rather be home and have my kids around positive i didn't care i didn't want to go back to my mom's you know but i did it because who wants their kids around this shit you know what i mean you don't want your and yeah it's crazy because your kids probably didn't see anything wrong with it because that was like the norm Mm -hmm. you know yeah it's just crazy and it it wasn't until they got older unfortunately he hasn't broke from it so they see it Mm. on their own now you know and they've had an intervention with him and i mean i'm sure you know what a drug addict is and you can't make them they're gonna have to want to do it on their own and it's so sad to the point where the kids are like he just may not make it 
you know, yeah. we have to accept the fact that he may yeah. go because he's, yeah. it's getting worse. It's not yeah. getting better. Yeah. And it's always an excuse. And I, I kind of feel, I always joke with the kids and we kind of joke about it because that's what we do when it comes to trauma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes you, that's the only way to cope with it. Yes. Like, yeah. I'll be like, you know, um, I f- I'll feel bad. Like, I'm sorry that. I didn't have to go through that because my daughter, like I said, the girls are like, mm-hmm. "Mom, you know, we just had a different life." Yeah, growing up, you know, yeah. you know, and I'll be like, "No." Yeah. She's like, "I wish I could easily call my dad and ask him for something, and him like, okay, I'll help you." Yeah, but I don't have that because right. my dad's in the. Granted, it's not your fault, but you know, um, it sucks. It does suck. It, it does, does suck. suck, and it sucks. I feel bad for them because they have to see that and. Yeah. yeah, I but, know because I get like I'm happy for my friends that are able to go to their parents and ask for stuff. You know what I mean? Like I'm all for it. I love it. You know, but sometimes I'll I'll be having a hard day and I'm like, I still have my mom, but I can't call my mom. Yeah, because my mom my mom's like at the beginning stages of dementia. Yeah, and you know she's got other mental issues going yeah. on. So. If I call her, she's going to blame herself for whatever I'm going through or not going to understand, you know. It's not that she's a bad mom. She's just not capable yeah. of under or be, of being there for me as much as she would like to. Yeah. She's not able. And so I'm there and I'm like, well, I guess I'll call one of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Which I have really great friends. Yeah. You know? Like I have, um, I call them my safe people, um, you know, that if something triggers me or I'm feeling like, okay, if I don't call them, I'm going to go into a dark place and they know what I'm saying. Like they understand. Yeah. So they'll, they'll, they'll be quick. They're like, okay, come on. We're going to have dinner. Yes. We're going to go do this. We're going to do yeah. something. And then they'll make me talk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was one thing <clears throat> my ex would do a lot is he knew how great my parents were with me, with the kids. And he would try and make me feel guilty. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, well, you're spoiled. You know, like, but at the same time, he would take advantage of that because he mm. knew my parents were never going to let my kids go without right. clothes and food. He knew my parents were never going to let us have our lights cut off, you know, yeah. and because of that, he would slack. Yeah. You know, and I would tell him, like, even now, there'll be times like he's on child support. Sometimes he'll do what he needs to do. Sometimes he won't. And his his response is like, well, you have your parents. I'm like, my parents are getting, number one, my parents are getting old. I yeah. don't depend on my parents to take care of my children. Right. That is my responsibility. They helped me as much as they could. And I've told them for the past four years, back off. If you do it, be blessed that you do it. And they do sometimes. Yeah. But it's me that has to take it. Yeah. It's me that has to do it. Because I have to learn how to be on my own because I'm not always going to have them. And I tell yeah. him that because he doesn't have his mom anymore. He doesn't have a good relationship with his dad. So, yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry that you don't know how to communicate because your dad can help you the way my parents can. You just choose to have whatever issue. I used to once upon a time have daddy issues because I was telling somebody this. Um, uh, I said for a good maybe two or three years of my life, my dad wasn't there after him and my mom divorced. He had to go do him and he had a, <laughs> you know. He had what is didn't you have a couple years like that after your separation yes but i didn't like whole phase yes my dad has been in a whole phase since i don't know how long but i didn't (laughs) abandon my kids my dad literally was like because he's a man yes exactly because the men can they just up and leave because i remember like from my first divorce 
I, I mean, you know, the kids are me with with me. Of course, they're with mom. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, they end up with mom. Most of, of course, the time, yeah. And so, they didn't see their dad for like six months. They just like. <laughs> I didn't see my dad for a good two years, and it was funny. I was two years telling, is a long time. Okay, I was telling somebody, and I guess it was somebody that was traumatized. Worse, they were like, "That's it. Your your dad was only gone for two years." I was like, <laughs> "You know what? Imagine your dad being with you all the time, yeah. every day. You could count on him, and then all of a sudden, he's like, i 'I'm sorry, I'm not going to be in your life for a good like for three years because I have to go find myself.' Yeah, you know, that's and they're like, okay, okay. I'm like, you have a son. And how old were you, girl? I was maybe what thirteen because I got pregnant. A year later, you know what I mean? When oh, I was really? no, 13, 14, 15. Six, no, I'm sorry. I was 14, 15. I got pregnant when I was 16. Okay. And he still kind of was like, mm, well, I'm sorry that you got pregnant. But <laughs> I mean, you know, he, it was not his fault. <laughs> that was on you. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, he made up. He like, I, so for a while, as I got older in my 20s, I had my daddy issues, but Later on in life, I went to counseling. He came with me, and I don't have, I haven't had daddy issues for the longest hmm. time. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that got resolved on that. Um, I don't have any daddy issues like that. That's why when people are like, Are you the way you are because I have daddy issues? No, I'm the way I am because I have relationship, my ex fucked me up issues. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. I also have, as I was getting into, um, so my brother, I want to talk about how, <clears throat> I guess I'll tell the story briefly. I say it was domestic violence, but it wasn't his. So he had just separated from his girlfriend of, I think, eight years. Mm-hmm. And he was a GM for Chipotle. So he had two, he had stores here in San Antonio. Um, and he had just got a store in San Marcos. So he was tending to that. He had only lived there for two weeks. And he started, you know, it's a college town. Mm-hmm. He started seeing... <clears throat> This girl that was maybe, he was 27, she was 20, oh wow, I think of Sonia now, she was 22. Uh, and they were just, you know, seeing each other. Apparently she had an ex-boyfriend that abused her. Uh-huh. And he was kind of like, psycho, if you uh-huh. will. So yeah. one night when my brother and her, I guess they got off of work and they went to her place. I guess he had been drinking, her ex-boyfriend. Uh-huh. So And my brother, I found out later that... My brother knew that he used to abuse her. So that's why he would go like hang out with her because he was kind of psycho and would stalk her. Well, he ended up <clears throat> seeing that they were together and he broke into her apartment and he killed my brother, killed her. And then the next day killed himself. Oh, my God. It, it was in the news. It was a it was the first double homicide San Marcos had seen in 10 years. Wow. That's so crazy. that was I always tell people that was maybe not my brother's domestic violence issue but that was hers Mm -hmm. and the fact that my brother we were naive to those things we never thought because of the way we grew up we never thought oh this shit can happen you know what i mean even being through i would what i went through with my ex because he saw it he would be the one to come rescue me from san antonio and drive to austin and come pick me up Mm -hmm. but once again i never had a bruise nobody put a gun to my head you know Uh, but that's that's that story on that and that's why I say it was her domestic violence but look how it flowed into somebody else and affected the lives of Mm -hmm. even the kid that you know committed suicide three different people I know ironically a few years actually a couple years ago I met somebody who is our age and he lost his sister the same way and I mean 
it's sad because she had kids. I know this is going to sound really fucked up, but I'm kind of glad my brother didn't have kids because yeah. he didn't have that to leave there. It's good and bad because he didn't have kids. But Because then you kind of would have been like, oh, it would have been good to have nieces and nephews. Exactly. You know, like- but at the same time, he didn't have kids to leave, so you didn't have to worry about that. You know what I mean? Because I see what he, that my friend went through, and his sister had two two or three kids and two of them were little and one of them was like 12 and i'm just like mm-hmm. damn i can only imagine the trauma yeah that they were same thing um his sister was in a domestic abusive relationship and one day she came home and it was kind of like what you see now he was threatening and he had a gun and he just shot her he just shot her in front of the kids and everything and then he killed himself when the co- oh i'm sorry the cops came and he didn't surrender and you know how like Put your hands down or we're going to shoot. He didn't put it. He did it on purpose so they could kill him, basically. Yeah. Uh, so, unfortunately, that shit happens, yo. Yeah, it does. It happens. So And we always think it's not going to happen to us. us. Exactly. Yeah. It's like a shock. Like, what? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And especially, I remember finding out <clears throat> they didn't specify. They were just like, uh, your brother's been in a homicide. And I'm thinking... Well, my brother doesn't kill people, so yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm hoping that's what happened. He's either gonna be dead or in, I knew right away. Right. He's either gonna be he's either dead or he's or gonna be he's in prison for yeah. yeah for the rest of his life. Either way, our life is about to fucking change yeah. forever. And yeah. and of course, it didn't. Like I said, um, that but, was that. Oh, you said San Marcos. It was in San Marcos. It was in San Marcos. But yeah, that's why I I I'm so one year I actually did a fundraiser for domestic violence and I okay. really, I only did like a small goal because I was like if you don't want to donate it was $200 but I got my goal mm-hmm. um so I, I want to work on that okay that is why I study psychology that I talk about because I want to eventually be a counselor either for PTSD because my dad's an ex-veteran uh-huh. or for victims of domestic violence mm-hmm. because I've been through it myself you know what yeah. I mean too many of us unfortunately yeah it's something that <laughs> fucking happens yo yeah, and it, it happens in the dating scene like you said a lot of us don't want to speak up mm-hmm. having said that it usually does happen between the ages of 18 and 24 of course it happens to older women but that's mm-hmm. and sounds about right because yeah. that's pretty much where yeah my peak where the abuse was happening was 27 you know what i'm saying so it's, yeah mine we were young you very I yes think, yeah i think mm-hmm. we were like late teens early 20s See? Yeah, and it's because I guess it's because we're at that age, and we think like, well, as long as we can hide it, it's mm-hmm. not happening. Mm-hmm. As long as you know the kids don't and, see it, and it's like what you said because I had a girlfriend that um, was married to this guy, and I'm talking about like he broke her leg, you know, like he oh, wow. he was beating her, like. Shit. I I I was always scared that I was going to get a phone call of mm. her family telling me sh- that he killed her. Yeah. Because it was that bad. He was that ugly. Yeah. And so compared to her, oh, you know, he just accidentally choked me and I passed out. Like, it's nothing compared to yeah. broken leg. Yeah. So mine's not that bad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's how. Yes. You compare. We start. To, uh, yeah. Yes. That's how. That's exactly how I felt because I knew when it was happening to me oh i had a friend who she was he fucked her up he hit her in mm-hmm. the face all the time you know he would break her arm like i, I my thing was as long as i don't have a bruise on my face i'm okay like yeah. it's okay it's gonna yeah. be okay it's not that bad yeah. and then 
like you said, it's not just that physicalness. It's the the emotional. It's yeah. the verbal. Yeah. God, that verbal abuse. The uh-huh. verbal abuse of for the longest time, I, you know, nobody's going to want you, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, this yes, and that. typical. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Nobody's going to want you. You have two kids. Yep. You're fat, you know, mm-hmm. which I wasn't at the time. You know, I yes. wasn't. I, I think about what I look like then, and I'm like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Only I could look like that now. <laughs> exactly. Like, fuck. You know, but at that time, right. God, I thought I was so fucking huge. You yeah. know what I mean? And I thought, like, oh my God, no. That's why I stayed with him because I thought this is all I know. Uh-huh. Nobody is gonna want me. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh, I'm not ugly, but I am a big girl. And at the time, the whole movement of big girls wasn't in yet. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. nobody's gonna want me. Yeah. You know? So I stayed. And then I have kids. Exactly. I had no. I had no. I have two little ones, and yeah. I have technically I have two baby daddies. The other ones just God knows where. You know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> If he did anything right, it would stay away. <laughs> but, Sadly, that's the thing he did right. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's exactly how I felt. Yeah. So um, it, it's it's sad because it it is majority of women end up staying, and unfortunately, and men too. They they pass it, away. Men get abused yeah. as well. Yeah, that's another. Th- yeah, that's another thing I've heard. I've, um, I've seen you've seen it i've seen it you've seen a I've situation seen, yeah, yeah i've seen where um the man won't say anything um and then he finally loses it and he's the one that ends up in jail mm-hmm. you know but i've seen where they will not call like i've seen it with my brothers they will not call the cops on them on the chick yeah they won't and i don't know if it's like they're embarrassed because i'm a dude yeah. this chick is you know but it's that he doesn't want to hit anyone because he's seen that happen to his mom yeah. you know like yes. he doesn't want to do that so this chick is like and i'm like yo bro you make me catch a case yeah. like why is this woman putting her hands on you like i'm not cool with that like and i've always taught like my kids my daughter i mean of course i tell my son like don't be putting your hands mm-hmm. on a woman you know yeah. and i'm like boy you better tell me if someone puts their hands on you i will beat her like Hell yeah but the thing is like i tell them though like no you need to call the cops you need to yes because that's what i say too they will to- take their their word over yours mm-hmm. if you never say anything and then one day you pop off and it's that's gonna it. be like you look like yeah, the bad guy yes and and i've always told you know any 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 women that i talk to uh including my daughter and you know my and and you know I have a couple of granddaughters that are a little bit older and I tell them, like, you, men should not hit you. That's right. And on the same token, you should not be hitting men mm-hmm. either. You walk away. You do not put your hands on somebody. I don't care how pissed off they make mm-hmm. you. You don't put your hands on them. You get the hell away from That's them. That's right. If they are, like, you can, you should never give anybody that much control where they make you lose control That's of your right. own actions. Like, That's, no man is worth it and no woman is no, worth it. No, they're not. No. They are not worth it. And I'm sorry if... If it's a it's a man getting beat by a woman, like it's it's wrong. It's still it wrong, is. and it doesn't make you less of a man. No, it doesn't. You know, you're putting up with some like you're putting up with abuse. You're putting up with somebody that has a serious mental issue that, <laughs> just like we feel, it's not your fault. You know right. what I mean? I don't, I don't give a fuck if you cheated on her. I don't give a fuck what you did. Right. Yeah. It doesn't make it right that you did it, but like you said, walk away. Um, 
having talked about my sister-in-law, <clears throat> that was the one person I can honestly say my brother-in-law I saw got, get abused. <laughs> I she mean, was we, beating him. <laughs> not only was With- she beating him, but the one... So it took her burning his jordans for him to call the cops oh my god yes it got that (laughs) bad and i remember i was there it was it was funny uh it was a time that my ex had he was locked up for a couple months for some shit i don't know but i was staying there with them and (laughs) man they got into it bad and all of a sudden on the porch i see these flames and i'm like what the and she had gotten all his oh my god so i guess because the fact that we lived out there and he finally she he called the cops he did call the cops (laughs) (laughs) after all the abuse he had to put up with it took a materialistic thing for him to call the cops and he did and uh, you never did right? i mean, hell no i never did because well, was that, was, that time uh, that he got busted yeah i never called the cops and i never called the cops on her because i was upset because my ex was doing it to me so in the back of my head i'm like you know <laughs> that's what you get that's even, what you get even though it wasn't him it was his brother i was just oh, like <laughs> you're paying for all the men exactly ass. that's exactly how i felt uh but <laughs> when that happened I-, I feared for my life because the damn porch was almost on fire in the house yeah. that i lived in so i'm like she's gotta go at least for the couple nights you know she needs to stop <laughs> She used to be put in a cell for a couple nights. <laughs> um, and that's what happened. But yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, um, so did you get anybody that would call you stupid or question you because you stayed in that, that relationship? <clears throat> My mom. Yeah. That's the only, that's one person, I guess I, I get it. And I don't, I mean, I get it now. Cause she's at first when it was happening, it was very easy for her to be like, Oh, we'll just leave because she didn't deal with that. But as I didn't, she didn't understand. So it was like, she had never experienced exactly. That. So like not even, well, which grandparents, it was her mom and dad. However, I think that she, had trauma and she suppressed it mm-hmm. and just didn't deal with it because out of all it was her and her three sisters and the three sisters will talk about it like it's nobody's business they'll mention it they'll tell you how they were in therapy for it mm-hmm. my mom's like i don't know what you're talking about what do you mean i don't know what you're talking about you know what i mean like mm. but i know she knows because she's got her own issues that she doesn't admit to yeah. um so but- she probably just Exactly. Tucks it away. exactly so yeah. when it was happening to me at first it was like we'll just leave and then when i wouldn't it was pretty much like not that you deserve it but it's like why are you gonna be so stupid i don't why are you still crying mm-hmm. i don't want to fuck like my mom believe it or not my mom was not somebody i could run to on it yeah it wasn't somebody i could call and be like mom this is happening it was either yeah i made a really good friend when i lived over there i'm still friends with her to this day uh that i would call or my brother that's who I would reach out to if I needed help. If mm-hmm. I, you know, but other than that, no, nobody really would be like, oh, you're dumb. Unfortunately, I had too many people around me that could relate. Oh, you get what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. So, um, how long ago was it that you lost your brother? How long has it been? It'll be nine years this year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nine years. Wow. So, we, I, and the reason I ask that is because mm-hmm. I hear people. Um, not about your brother, but like about anyone 
judging you for being in a relationship or in domestic violence yeah and not leaving the situation and the thing is like so at one point i wanted to be a social worker Mm -hmm. surprise Um, (laughs) i I totally see it i could totally see it (laughs) and i was focusing on but because because of some of the stuff i saw i i I was going to focus on um battered women and children Mm -hmm. But when I started getting into those cases, girl, like it made the stuff that I went through look like chopped liver. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And what sucks about that is that then I started to downgrade the trauma that I had actually experienced. Like mine wasn't as bad yeah, as theirs. Mine's not traumatic, you know, but it was traumatic but it is. to me. Yes. that's what it, yeah. You know, just like, and that's what I tell people all the time. Like you, you may have gone, um, sometimes people that have, bounced back from some serious trauma we'll see someone that their trauma if they compare their trauma to it's like bro that's chopped liver like get over it but oh the, yes i you, know what you're you, talking you about you can't mm-hmm. do that you can't no. do that to people mm-hmm. like you like you i can't okay so my dad died when i was seven but and then you tell me why well, i got daddy issues my daddy was gone for two years i don't feel like i have daddy issues like i don't know if it's it's like because you can't miss something you didn't really yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. You know, but you actually did have it. Yeah. But somebody could totally see it like, well, at least you have your dad. I don't That's, know how my you dad. Know, you know what? That's what I'm saying. When I was telling that one person about it, they were like, oh, your dad was only gone for two years. My dad was gone all my life. Yeah, see. You, exactly. We, yes. we, we cannot do that to each other. Um, we, we can't determine or gauge what like the experience that somebody had from Mm -hmm. the trauma that they had we can't gauge it we can't based on our own experiences because some of us are stronger because we've been through crap yeah or more crap or because we just learn we've learned coping mechanisms Mm -hmm. to be able to just keep going you know which is not always healthy or because we've put in the work to heal heal in those areas Mm -hmm. and the more that i heal i'll see things but i think that Everything that I went through in this last, you know, this last relationship, the last marriage, it really knocked me on my ass. Yeah. Um, Because I felt like things were going good. I had, you know, our finances were good. Our kids were okay. Right as you think they're you know going what I mean? great. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, it may, it, I feel like I've had a lot of things happen to keep me humble. Yeah. I've been prideful in the past. You know, but I feel like a lot of the things that have happened to me have kept me humble. And I feel like, too, sometimes people were like, I'll have some people like, well, you look like you had an easy life. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I look like I had Bruh. an easy life. What? <laughs> this scar right here was my grandma. <laughs> she said, fuck and the this one right here. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I'm like, shit. And then this one in here in my heart. <laughs> right? This big hole right here. I used to have a heart. <laughs> Don't play with me. Play with your mammy, okay? <laughs> a piece of it is gone, but there's some of it there. <laughs> and it might be rotting. <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> but like i i did see though um because my because i've had people that i love um stay in relationships where they're getting beat like that like for yeah. instance when i was a kid i didn't understand why my mom would stay even growing up for a while i hated men because of things that they had done to me they had hurt me mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. and because i had seen them hurting other women you know we didn't have any strong male figures so all the women in my family are freaking hella strong, which 
is a blessing and a curse yeah yeah because we're so damn independent and stubborn ass mm-hmm. motherfuckers that, yeah like, same here mm-hmm. and all i hear is like can you just let me fucking take care of you and i'm like i don't know how to do that <laughs> i really want you to take care of me i just don't know how to do that you know and know. Uh, and that sucks it sucks but i also remember at at times thinking why the fuck are you staying if he's beating your ass yeah get the fuck out yeah but then when i went through it it was like I'm too scared to yeah, leave. Yeah. He might kill me. And people don't know that. Like, you can tell me all you want. I will protect you. I will take care of you. Or go to a shelter, take your kids. Easier said than done. I, you know, I, I have a friend that got abused, and that's one thing I didn't tell her because you're exactly right. Yeah. Easier said than done. But and and I've helped I've helped in those shelters where they have you know the women they they go and, and to get away from these you know men. How long that, are they allowed to stay there? I don't know. I haven't helped in a long time, but I know that they like because I thought I imagined like a big room with a bunch of beds and See, some that's what I, some yeah. weirdo could just come. Yeah, and, you know, like. In those cases, those type, it's all women and children. Okay. And then, but I would think like, what if they try to do something to my child? How mm-hmm. am I going to protect them? You know, yeah. kind of thing. But the one that I had gone to, they had like their own little um, room, you know. Oh wow! And they had the the bed for the kids and the mom, whatever. And they had like, it was a tiny area. It's just hey, like but it's a way, yeah, man. Yeah, you know? yeah. So so it made me understand like, okay, well. But the thing is, too, to leave your home, grab your children, leave your home, even though it's a bad situation, that's your familiar. And to 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 rip yourself yes. away from something that is familiar is very difficult to do because no matter what, like even though like this is harming me, this is bad for me, but this is what my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. This is this is what I know. I don't know anything else. So anybody i don't care what you do when you're gonna try something new it's scary hell yeah i had i had a whole ass house to go to my mom i knew i'd be okay there was even an extra room mm-hmm. i still didn't leave right away yeah you know what i'm saying i exactly that or mm-hmm. or i would leave and i would stay with my mom for like two days and mm-hmm. then i'd be like okay well don't get mad at me but i'm gonna go back because i'm gonna try to make my marriage work because you're stuck in that cycle Mm then there is actually a cycle oh yeah you know and Mm -hmm. people don't understand that so like my thing is like if you're not gonna be if the person that's getting abused if they come to you and they're asking you for help and maybe you feel like you can't help there are resources there are phone numbers Mm -hmm. there are websites that they can call and you can actually like tell them like hey you need to report this yes. you know and and even to the point where it's like you know i you keep telling me these things and i feel like your children in dan- are in danger at some point like i'm going to have to give you a, a, a like a deadline for you to do something to protect those children if not Before i'm going to have it. to mm-hmm. you know and it sucks to be that way but you have but to. sometimes people that are in that situation they really don't they're they're lost they're lost and they're broken and they really can't even make the simplest decisions and a lot of them are in fear of leaving because we do see like what happened to your brother mm-hmm. it could happen to anybody it could happen to any i had a friend like I, the one i was talking about recently that's exactly that's so funny that you say that because that's what i told her i i I've, i'm she's the one where i'm very close to her girls they're like my nieces 
Um, yeah. And they used to stay with me. She actually left her dude to come stay with me when I had my house. I had an extra room and they stayed with me for a good three months and she went back and it got to the point where that's exactly what happened. I understood. I didn't, but these girls were being affected by it and I could see it. And it was, I had to tell her, look, I love you. I love the girls, but if you don't at least press charges or something, I can't associate myself with you because I don't want to get that call because you know what I've been through. Yeah. I'm not going to, especially with those girls. If if you don't want to leave, fine. But take those girls, put them with your mom, put them with, I wish I could take them. I really do, mm-hmm. but I just can't. Yeah. I mean, if it came to that, maybe it would happen. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I don't want, it, it almost was to the point where mm-hmm. she ended up, could have ended up in the same situation. She finally, long story on her story, but she had to end up pressing charges because he ended up calling CPS on her because he was crazy. Uh, so once you get CPS see, involved... Yeah. You're, there's a different tune there. You know yeah. what I mean? Because her kids got threatened to be taken away from her. Yep. It was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, 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 no. And unfortunately... It took that. It took that. It took that. And but think about it. Like, there's some women that go through that, and they're still so scared that yeah. they end up losing their kids, and those kids stay with that abusive father yeah. or, or parent, you yeah, know? Yeah, they it, do. Or mother. You know, like, cause, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, men go through that, too. So it's crazy. Like, we need to make a safe um safe place for people to be able to share you know people that confide in us but at the end of the day we can't make them do anything no you're right Mm -hmm. and it's hard like i feel for them it's hard but it's like one of those things like i was telling you earlier you can only help people to a certain Mm -hmm. point at some point it's on them it's on them Mm -hmm. and i i learned that with being with somebody that that's an addict you know you can only help it's like that. You can only mm-hmm. help them if they don't. You can only show them so much. Look, you have wonderful kids. You have this. You have that. I mean, he thinks our kids are so messed up, but it's like, no, they're nowhere near that. You're mm-hmm. messed up. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. messed up. Fool, not them. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell them that, like, they're fine. But he's probably, like, doesn't it, even think right it, anymore. That's what I'm getting to say. He's in it, a different world. A different yeah. world. Is he still addicted to the same thing? Mm-hmm. Yep. Because uh, and that's the thing I hate heroin. I yep, hate it. It is, it is. Mm-hmm. because it's a physically addictive yes, drug. It's not your something body. You can just yeah, it's not a stop. mental thing. Mm-hmm. It's your body physically gets addicted to it, mm-hmm. like some of the other stuff that's out there. You yeah. know, like um, and all that crazy stuff that they're doing now, like the crystal meth and all, that, and where it's like literally killing cells. Like you're decaying. Like yes, you don't understand. You're like actually killing yourself no. slowly. Yes. And it's just horrible to see that. But heroin is one of those things. So I, I hate it. I hate it. Who are you tell Because mm-hmm. and, and my my dad was a heroin addict. Okay. And there was nothing anybody could do to yeah. make him change that. And what sucks, it was like somebody that he knew got him into it. You know? That's like, exa- I mean, that's just how that's, it happened. That's exactly what happened. I should have known. he Before we met, when he was very young, because he lived really fucked up we were two different sides of the track mm. but that was me i talked about it today i was always for the opposite yeah. i was always the rebel so i love bad boys you see that's how i, I was i love he, bad he boys was, they're just so sexy what is Bastards. it about it what is I don't it know. i don't know man uh but he had previously been addicted to drugs but he had stopped and he had been clean for like five years when I met him. So uh, I thought just like, oh, he was really young. He was 16. We Maybe they dabble, you know, mm-hmm. and who knows? 
uh, there's people that have tried shit and they never went to it again. You know, right. I thought he was going to be that person. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until maybe we were together all all together 14 years. It wasn't until maybe, what, eight years into the relationship, married, no, more, seven, ten, uh-huh. that he picked it up again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was... It was his mom ended up telling me what was wrong because he had cheated on me. Oh, God. And I was there crying, like, what did I do? So, rod. And then she confessed. She was like, look, I'm going to tell you something. And I got really mad at her because she knew this whole time. And I was like, she was like, he's he's back. he's on heroin. That's why he's acting the way he's at. And I remember I was sweeping. That's and I crazy. Yeah, I, I said, you're telling me you let this man around my children, even though he's your son knowing that he was on shit like you didn't tell me you let me go a few months thinking that all this shit was me all the abuse of verbal that it's your fault Mm -hmm. that it's me and you're not gonna yeah i was so upset with her i was like you know what fuck you and i (laughs) (laughs) i did that was one of the times where i went came back to san antonio stayed with my Stayed with my mom for maybe like a couple weeks, but then of course went back. Yeah, yeah. I put up with. I have to say, I honestly put up with it, knowing that he was on it for a year. That's yeah. the most I could do. Oh, okay, After that's that, still a lot. It's though. still a lot. And that was it's when I went through the abuse. Time. So when I was and going, at that, that's yeah. just when you figured it out. Exactly. Who? I, I think he had been doing it a year for a year, and then I figured it out, and then I left, and he stopped for maybe three years and he picked it back up Mm -hmm. it's just one of it's just one of those things it's a physical thing it's it's i don't know it's you you can't just stop it is and there's ways to stop and wean yourself off and he's the type that he's gonna need to go to a rehab you know what i mean he can't do it on his own is he here or in san marcus he's in uh he's in Buddha. Or somewhere, yeah, he's he's somewhere out there. Somewhere out there. Yeah. Somewhere out there are more ways than one. <laughs> <laughs> he's really out there. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, unfortunately, it happens, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and and I'm not. I. It's not something I. I want. I'm glad that we're talking about it on this episode. But it's not something that I brag about. Like, hey, everybody, you know. Yeah. If anything, um, like. For instance, my son had a play this past, uh, last week, and I was a little upset because I'm like, how could his dad not go, right? But then when I had that conversation with my son, he was like, I don't want him there, mom. Have you seen? He looks like a drug addict. He looks like he's six foot and he weighs less than me and you. Wow. I mean, his the typical eyes are sunken yeah, in. Typical, yeah. he wears long sleeves because yeah. you know what I'm he's saying. Got tracks, tracks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like my heart goes out to my kids because I'm like I, I was lucky enough not to have. Yeah, and you know what? I commend you on not also becoming a user because that could have happened. Oh yeah. So that's a good thing that you didn't do that, and then you know just I will always remind like because I always felt like. Was I not good enough for my dad to stop doing drugs? That's how I feel my kids. You know, I, I really I felt like that. Yeah, I yeah. felt like that. I felt like, man, dad, you didn't love me enough. Like, yeah. And then he, you know, and then he ended up getting murdered. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I hate you drugs. Yeah. Because maybe yeah. my dad would have been alive if he wasn't on drugs. And then yeah. it's like, and I hate you too, dad, for dying. <laughs> because yeah. you were the one doing the drugs. Yeah. You know, it, it was just an ugly thing. And, and I was such a little kid, you know. 
so when i had my my stepson which i still love i love my stepsons um uh his mom you know was was on drugs so i pretty much helped raise him being because she wasn't in the picture and i and i remember him being sad like you know i don't understand why my mom can't get it together you know yeah and i just told him i said and and i would always remind him um and i wouldn't talk bad about her you know not to him and i would tell him just always remember it's not your fault Mm -hmm. the drugs make them do things that they normally wouldn't and sometimes it makes them hurt people they love the most because they can't get off of that drug and i'm not and i told him i'm not making excuses she should have never done it Mm -hmm. but i'm sure when she started doing it she did not think she was going to get addicted yeah nobody ever says i want to be be an addict yeah yeah nobody ever says that's what i want to be when i grow up right you know guess what i want to be a shitty mom and not be there for my kids and and you know be on the streets you know trying to get money for the next to job to job that's one thing he can't hold it yeah for shit and they can't you know know? so nobody ever wants to you know grow up and be that but unfortunately we gotta always remember like whether it's domestic violence whether it's drug addiction any type of violence when there are children involved this crap is leaving a mark on them and they are gonna have to clean up this damn mental mess this Mm -hmm. shit in their hearts as adults if they even get that wise to be able to understand like hey yeah. i'm I, I got some stuff to work on yeah you know so we gotta think about that stuff we gotta be proactive when it comes to there being children involved because it can determine the rest of their lives yeah and that's you know that's one thing that i commend you because that i had to go to counseling on not to talk ugly about him yeah. in front of the kids because I wasn't mad at the kids and I knew all that, but at the same time would get so frustrated right. at the fact like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, why can't you? But I had, and then I would get upset and be like, you know, you're, you know, y'all are going to bury your dad. Y'all are just going to fucking bury your, you know, and things I shouldn't be saying, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And I, and even then I'm still working on it. Cause yeah, I, I have to, and instead now I just don't say anything. I'm learning to just step away. And like, when I'm upset, my, my son will be like, cause it's him that I gripe to. Cause it's, it's him that my daughter's already like, mm, I know what it is. I know it's not my fault. I know he's the one that's more like, is well, he older? No, he's younger. Oh, he's 18. Okay. Uh, Sonia's 22. Mm. So, but he's, I guess because he's a boy, he's more sensitive. Like, she's she's the one that's all chingona. And yeah. I'm like, you know, like, yeah. I'm not going to cry in front of anybody, you know. And oh, she did gosh. take a little bit. She he, sounds like me. Yeah. yeah. And he's <laughs> the complete opposite. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. I'm emotional. I'm emotionally damaged <laughs> because of y'all. Get away from me. Oh, you know? He's like you. Yes, he's exactly <laughs> like me. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I have to watch it. And even my daughter will catch me sometimes. And she's like, you can't say that. My mom, too. She's like, you can't do that in front yeah. of him because we all know it's not your fault we all know it's not his fault but you can't you just can't do that yeah. and that's you know because it hurts them it does even though like no, and like I, right. I always <laughs> tell me i know i always tell people like they would talk about my dad like mm-hmm. him being you know pinche tecato yes. and stuff mm-hmm. you know drug addict mm-hmm. and it used to hurt me because i was yeah. like i know but he's still my dad mm-hmm. that's what my son he's still my me. dad and i still love him my he's son. my dad and I'm hoping that one day he stops. You know, like as a kid, I was like, maybe one day he'll stop. That's, you know what I mean? 
Well, and that's probably son, what your yeah, son thinks. And he's like, I'm the one that exactly what you, I'm the one that's <clears throat> going to have to deal with this. I'm the one that's going to have yeah. to deal with the damage if he doesn't make it. Oh. Me, not you. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm here. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm here and I'll be here. And, you know, but. Um, and it doesn't mean he doesn't appreciate anything you do because. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just that one of those things where it's like you want that person to finally step into their place and love you the way you yeah have, the way they should have been loving yeah. you you know what i mean it just sucks like yeah you long for it yeah so um but yeah that's that was my topic today <laughs> so i'm glad we discussed it because i have been wanting to talk about i'm glad we got into my ex and that because i do did want to talk about it because there will be times i'll talk about it, i'll just make my little comments like, yeah uh and there would be some people that'll be like why don't you some people uh of my past that are still my friends they know about yeah. him and then there'll be people like well what's up why don't you discuss him uh-huh. I, I will because unfortunately it's a part of life that i do deal with on a weekly maybe monthly basis yeah. you know because it's before he i think he had gotten clean and then when covid happened he picked it back up because oh. before he was doing great we could co-parent, you know, and it's something that I tell the kids, like, it's just the drugs. He's mm-hmm. a different person when he's on mm-hmm. this. Because remember when he wasn't, when he was doing good for those few three or four years? Yeah. He would have been front row at that play. He would have, you know, I'm going to take off work. You know, it would have been yeah. no questions asked, you right. know, and we're going to go to dinner afterwards. And like, but it was the total opposite. And I have, I have to even remind myself sometimes, yeah. like, it's not the kids, it's him even though you know this it's the yeah. drugs it's the drugs it yeah. doesn't make it right but it's still yeah. you know do that. you um do you ever like wish that he would get better like do you ever think about like does it ever bother you like do you ever feel like man if only he had changed or or that like you're totally over him i'm totally over him <laughs> <laughs> i when he had changed, it's so funny that you asked that. The kids, this was not last July, but the July before before he got really bad. I think he had barely started to pick it up. They had went to go see him because they used to go because he lives in the country still. And they would go pop fireworks out there. Uh-huh. And um, they were telling me, yeah, mom, dad was asking this. Do you think your mom would get back with me? And they were like, nah, mom's like way over you. That shit has to papa. <laughs> and he was like are y'all sure and then my son was like look dad not it's any of your business but mom goes to people sometimes like it's no she's she's over it she's totally over it and i am you know i yeah. just wish he would get better for, for his them. end and yeah even when he would would date people when we were separated i remember he was dating this one girl for about a year when they broke up and he told me i was like no no i need her to take care of you i need her to keep you in place like go, go get her back what happened it's the drugs of course yeah. but you know I was yeah like, Fuck. you know like dang it <laughs> Fuck. uh but yeah uh, just no started it's, 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 started online dating for him <laughs> no. i want i should have at the time you know he's too gone now but yeah, yeah. Um, but no i i just i want it i want him to get better for 
himself of course he's got to want to do it for himself yeah. before you know he'll try and he'll be like well i'm doing it that's a discussion we'll have he'll be like i'm gonna do it for the kids and i'm like it's not gonna work and it never does because until he understands that he's got to do it for him not mm-hmm. the kids now it affects into your kids and once you realize that then you can work on that but you got to do it for you if you're not yeah. gonna do it for you you're gonna relapse and that's usually what happens he'll yeah. be like okay well i'm gonna try i'm gonna do it for the kids and, and I, I mean I always tell him I wish you nothing but the best, but I, not to be a negative Nancy, it's just <laughs> a negative Nancy. <laughs> it's just routine with an addict. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. how many? If I had, if I had a dollar for every time he said he was gonna get better, I would go on vacation. You know Jeez, what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, it's a broken record. Yeah, it's a broken record, and my son's the only one that's like okay well maybe this time and yeah. then, you know but i think he's at the point where he's figuring out like it's just not gonna happen. starting to be realistic yeah he's because yeah. he's getting older and he's understanding and i tell you know i'll tell my ex like do you know i have the kids in therapy now i mean it's <laughs> me too but you know <laughs> you're more than welcome to join us if you need help you know yeah. as much as i don't want you there <laughs> yeah. if it helps you but they gotta want to help themselves like you said yeah they gotta want to help and yes. he doesn't he's not ready for that you cannot force you anyone force you cannot change anyone the only control you have is over yourself and it's the same for them like you said they have to want it yeah um, i think this is your episode where you laugh the least yes i there's yeah we didn't even talk about hoes or nothing no hoes but no i my, mean well yeah there were some there hoes. was there, yeah. the, no one of my other episodes it the, was the, the one where i talked wait. about on stis i was serious on that one yeah i talked about stis there's an episode where i have i did it all dedicated to that <laughs> and i even said this is gonna be a little go a little different this time hey but that's important information it is, hell yeah mm-hmm. there's all kinds said. of stuff there. let me tell you yeah go, go back and listen. i'd say that like if, if i'm gonna be a hoe i'm gonna educate myself and keep and keep myself Stay up safe. to date yeah mm-hmm. see my doctor on now like a once every six months y'all basis. are in a relationship now we are in a rela- yeah. the ladies at the office know yeah. me already mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> been there <laughs> there you go so. not for stis wait let's wait wait <laughs> let's, let's clear, clear. This up. let's yeah. clear this up it's for female issues yes it was, that's that as you get here. older mm-hmm. as you get older you experience things it was not stis let me <laughs> that is not why i was in there all the time no i'll be honest <laughs> when it first started happening that's what i thought it was so i had them test me like three times they're like no you're it's not that you're it's like ma'am no it's not you're like no it has to be <laughs> But no, it is for you yeah. know talked about it's yeah. for late health reasons. Health reasons, yeah. Not STI. Not STIs. <laughs> no, that I'm clear of. I can show you know, Texas is a non disclosed state. So for people saying like, Oh, you need to show your results, it is not easy, people, because I was talking to my gynecologist about that and I when I got my AIDS test, I was talking to the lady that did it and I was like is it against the law really if somebody has AIDS and they have sex and they don't say she was like in the state of Texas, technically, no, because we're non-disclosed. Um, AIDS, you have to say that. But any other STI, you don't. We, no, we are a non-disclosed state. It's oh. just a state. Now, in California, yes, maybe. I don't know what other states. But here in Texas, no, you don't have to release that information. And if you don't and you, God forbid, give somebody else something, you won't get in trouble. You don't? You don't get in trouble because we are a non-disclosed Ooh. state. Meaning you do not have to. The only information you have to release is if you. But there are so many medications now that 
And because I work in an industry with medications, okay, not that it makes it, you know, not to say like, oh, if you have it, go, you know, just <laughs> just pop these pills, <laughs> <laughs> and you're good, you're good, go do what you need to do. No, 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 no not that at all. Uh, you should definitely disclose that information because it's let gonna the do person it. decide exactly. Let like the person it, decide. Educate yeah. them and then let them decide yeah. where they want to go from there. Yeah, you know? I mean, because like we know, like yeah always promoting safe sex but sometimes those damn condoms bust you know so i've said it on a couple episodes uh in the past sometimes there's been drunken nights you know <laughs> <laughs> where <laughs> we omitted that you know yeah not often it's maybe only happened two or three times in the past in the time that i've been dating in the past nine years yeah uh, but it happens. And yeah. like you said, it does. I, I've gotten it to where it has broke. I've gotten it to where it got stuck, stuck inside, inside of me. Oh, mm-hmm. God, that's scary. Who you telling? Uh. God, I was on birth control. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was just like, please get it out. <laughs> How did it get way in there? <laughs> or I've even had the guy be like, get it out. And I want to see you flush it in the toilet to make uh, sure no. that you don't get it. Which I'm like, hey, I'm with you, yo. I'm right. with you. I'm I'm with like, you. I'll even shower and everything. <laughs> like, whatever you want. I ain't trying to have no baby either. <laughs> Uh, but it happens yeah, yeah it's something that happens so and but it's, it's unfair like if you have something that you have to live with for the rest of your life and um you expose someone else and you don't even give them the opportunity to, decide, to make their own like, decision because mm-hmm. i know some people are mad because well, well i got it so fuck it i'm gonna give it to everybody no they just have to educate themselves I had an episode on that where that happened to somebody. Just educate yourself on mm-hmm. it. And like you said, educate yourself. That way you can educate the person and then they can decide from there. And it's okay. It, it You know, releasing information is such taboo. You know what I mean? People mm-hmm. that have diseases that aren't curable, even though they have medication for them. Some I see like on TikTok, people that have like, herpes or even people that have aids they make a whole page dedicated mm-hmm. and i commend them i would love to have some of them on my podcast you yeah. know what i mean because it's educational and right. it, it shouldn't be taboo it and should not be shame them exactly yeah. because there are medications and there are people that are believe it or not you'd be surprised who the fuck is okay with that shit yeah especially <laughs> yes I, I see it on there and i'm like okay well okay i mean to each his own do you really know what you're getting yourself into (laughs) yeah to each his own uh but because i'm educated on it too i mean it would depend i would have to really love the person and you know how i am with love so not happening (laughs) moving on you gotta let me know from the get-go uh but yeah that's um that's pretty much you know what i'm gonna ask you just like a few questions at the end here Uh don't worry um Okay, first question. I'm asking you three. I had seven questions, <laughs> but here we go. We're going to do three. If you could go back and give your 18-year-old self advice, what would it be? 18-year-old self. 18, let's do 18 to 21. Mm. The legal ages that you hit. Don't have unprotective sex. That's, <laughs> hey, that's a good one. That's no, a it, good really one. it really like, is. Um, but but honestly, I think uh, like at that age, honestly, I would tell myself, um, join the military because I really wanted Hell to. Yeah, and I didn't, and I do. I w- like I would tell myself like do it, Hell do yeah. it, do it, do it. 
but I already had a kid and just like you like I already mm-hmm. had a, I was afraid that they were going to take him away from me you won't be in the military man okay let me tell you why time, I'm sure you let me tell it. you why because my grandmother took me away from my mom she uh, didn't give her a choice I see and so I would have to give or what guardianship or something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well his dad yeah or or my grandmother really were the only options and i was like nah mm. y'all gonna try to keep my kid i had trust issues <laughs> damn i've had trust issues forever See, now that you ponder on it. <laughs> that's a good one though because my daughter's gonna join so i would join the military hell yeah i think that's that's a good one i think i would have too mm-hmm. had i known what i know now would have paid for my school pay for your school taught me discipline discipline hell yeah giving me the therapy that i needed for not as much as i pay now and you would have had more whole stories <laughs> oh you know what yes, yes. man <laughs> damn <laughs> that's a good one that's actually a really good one <laughs> all right here's my second one this is one i've asked before but i think it's really important if you could be remembered for one thing what would it be and why one thing god forbid anything happened to you and you passed away what would you want to be i think i asked i i think it would be um to be remembered by how i made people feel that's a good one that's what i would like like i would want that impact on people like i asked somebody that i had how many people will be at your funeral god forbid anything happened because that's one thing I saw with my brother when he passed. I remember when we were picking out everything, I had the choice of picking a place that could sit 150 people or that could sit 300 people. And I remember just thinking, I'll just pick the big one in case ain't nobody going to come, right? Like, we're just going to be our family. Man, there wasn't enough room? Hell no. There was people out the door yeah. that had to take turns and wait. There was like over 500 people there. Yeah. And I saw that he made that much of an impact on somebody wow i hope god forbid you know or yeah like, even when i'm old if, right. if you let me live that way you know <laughs> um i hope that's how many people i mean if they're not gone by that you know right. what I mean? that, that, <laughs> true <laughs> right yeah uh, i think that's why older older people that pass don't have as many because maybe they're gone you know but yeah that's how i felt like damn i hope i hope that's me you know yeah. when i pass away so yeah yeah okay all right this is this one may be a little kind of it, it's podcasting it's a podcasting question uh, i don't know nothing about that <laughs> <laughs> man that's a whole other story <laughs> but if you okay i'll do two if you could recommend two other podcasts to my listeners and remember you got a broad people so everybody's open to everything what other two podcasts would you recommend um honestly okay i have a confession go for it <laughs> you can get to right it's okay i'll ask your next question joe button okay i love him do you? i'm in love with him you're in love with i'm him. in love with his voice really yes he doesn't know we're in a relationship <laughs> you know that's so fun i i wonder what his stat. you know that's so funny that you say that i wonder who what his stats are because i know there's a lot of women that don't like him i mean i don't mind him i love his rawness but there's a lot of women that don't like him uh, i think is it his attractiveness first nah, and foremost nah, or is it just he ain't him? the hottest guy out there. no i don't think so either it's just like i just vibe with him i feel yeah. like um but at that i just started listening so i don't know like other stuff right yeah but 
he seems like he's a fair guy like not like i feel like he's honest like if yeah. he does talk to women he's honest straight up yeah. with them you know and i think i have respect for that you yeah. know what i mean like i can respect that more than somebody like lying to me just to get into my you know get into my punt a little bit just trying to make me drop them chones <laughs> give me some chon chon <laughs> <laughs> and then like um another one that i really listen to and it's not even um like in the same it's it's way different from what we same do category. you know yeah. like it's not even because i know you've met i'm not even gonna mention our cup of joe Dre because okay i just did but you know i mean <laughs> yeah. i listen to them but but oh i listen to a lot i listen yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. another one that i really they entertain me and i laugh my ass off is true crime what is it true crime obsessed really TCL. oh my god they cracked me up patrick i need oh to try you know what god. i think when i went to go visit my friends in cleveland they are huge podcast listeners like they're mm-hmm. they they listen to this they listen to your they are huge like that's all they listen they to. love pod- they love podcasts yeah uh-huh. um that was something that was one of the ones yes. they had to do as a troop and it's so fucking interesting it's hilarious it's- and then patrick the way he says oh my god <laughs> like he's just screaming and shit and i'm like patrick sit your ass down what are you doing <laughs> man true crime ones are pretty I didn't realize, honest. I can honestly say that was one of the very first podcasts that I had heard was about yeah. a true crime, and I yeah. didn't really. I was like, Damn, my my first one, it was um, Crime Junkie. That was okay. my first one. Crime I think Junkie. I've heard that one. Mm-hmm. I like that one, and then um, I listened faithfully to Latino Happy Hour. They're okay. I gotta in, try that one. They're in cat. A few are in Cali. And then yeah, then you got two Mexicanos in Minnesota, all random, <laughs> right? All Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> but those are the ones like I like to listen to those a lot. Like Latino Happy Hour, I listen to them I every Friday. They crack me up. Maybe okay. I'm different. You know, little, no, no, I give it, it a it's shot. It's a little, little chola style kind of thing, mm-hmm. like cholo mm-hmm. style, you know. But I like that they talk about everything yeah you know and then also because they're still in connection with their culture with our mexican culture you know what i mean so i like that that's so that's interesting because i i I support everybody but i do want to support yeah us as latinas latinos you know what i mean and i haven't i don't think i ran into one because i haven't really looked but i'll definitely you'll like them yeah they're funny guys it's all guys so I, i like but uh true crime obsessed it's it's a, a girl and a guy okay but what they do is they talk about different crimes mm-hmm. they watch the netflix or series documentaries whatever. Uh-huh. whatever and then they review it okay and so then they're talking about the characters like even though it's like <laughs> something serious like somebody freaking died yeah but the way they're like I'd probably like that one yes too. they like you'll be laughing at them they're like <laughs> and i'm like what the fuck <laughs> i'm laughing my ass off you know like <laughs> And Latino happy hour, too. They make me laugh. I'll be sitting there laughing. You yes. know, and then if you're Mexican, you can, you know, relate. I mean, it, yeah. they, they they touch on everything, though. Yeah. But it's just funny. Okay. So, well, you'll like them. I'm going to try those out. Mm-hmm. But 
that's all I got for you today, man. Okay. But thank you for coming on and let the listeners know where we can find you, ma'am. I am on Instagram, Voice of B. Voice and of then, B. of course, on all streaming platforms. And it's just that Voice of B. And you'll see me on a red chair looking like a queen with my big old thigh looking sticking like out. Looking like a sexy mama tota. <laughs> <laughs> looking like a snack. <laughs> yes that's her um okay so uh yes everybody don't forget um i say this a million times if you haven't gotten vaccinated do it you guys know how i feel about it now if you don't stay inside stay home don't 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 go anywhere uh no i'm kidding (laughs) if you have to get out wear a mask um don't forget safe sex is the best sex and you guys have a great rest of your week be good or be good at it and peace out